Seven things killing your prayer life. Seven things that are killing your prayer life that many of you have never thought of. Number one, excessive eating. Proverbs chapter 23, the verse 1. He says, when thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is said before you. That means always calculate whatever is giving you as food. Consider it. And look at the next verse. He says, and put a knife to thy throat. If thou be a man given to appetite. Next verse. Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. Gluttony or gluttony is one of the major killers of prayer life. I'm sure you'll be thinking of something more spiritual. Food overeating. Most of the people who sleep during all night are people who ate that evening before they came for the all night. So I tell people, we are going for an all night. Eat heavily in the afternoon. Don't eat in the evening. Drink water. It will be difficult for you to sleep. Hey. Indomie, 11.30 p.m. 15 Ghana cities. With sausage. Beef. Three eggs. Fried. Yeah, then you add coke. Then when you are going to bed, the Holy Ghost, I trust you to wake me up at 3 a.m. Three bottles of Kenke, 9 p.m. You can't pray. You kill your prayer life. I'm telling you the truth. Because overeating affects the function of your brain. If you don't know, I'm telling you, it affects the function of your brain. When you are asleep, your brain is still working. As long as your intestines are, your intestines are still operating in digestion, your brain is still working. So you put more pressure on the body. So by the time you wake up already, you are tired. That's when you feel like sleeping more. Let me just give you an assignment. From tomorrow, because when we are done, we are going to eat. So that one, we, we may cancel it a little. <laughs> so from tomorrow, I don't remember the last time I ate three times. <laughs> the truth of the matter is that if you eat three times a day you will die before your time it's true you know the doctors told you that eat breakfast like a king eh? eat lunch as what a prince and eat dinner as what a servant they were joking with you <laughs> If you eat three times a day, I said what? You die before your time. Having to realize our fathers, when they cross 50, they don't eat, they, they are careful of what they eat. It's true. One prophet spoke to me and I loved that him. He said he, he doesn't take pepper in the evening because it affects his prophetic anointing. I said, what kind of prophet is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then, Charlie, 
One time I ate pepper in the evening. What happened to me that night? My stomach, my throat, everything was burning. And I believed him. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable that I couldn't even sleep to even dream. Food intake alone is a serious matter. In prayer. If you want to be a man of prayer, by 6 o'clock, you, you should eat quickly. And you don't eat too much. Some of you, you know you are full, but since the food is not finished, you, you want to just finish it to the glory of God. Why? Ask the person to be say, why? Why? Is it bad for us to finish every food? Put it in the fridge and control tomorrow. Sickness in You eat meat. Meat, goat meat. Fufu and goat meat. 11.30. 11 o'clock. 10 p.m. Ah! You want to pray? <laughs> Fufu anointing and very receiving. Do you know that there's food that is in your system for the past seven years now? Yes. Some of the meats you ate is still in your stomach seven years. And these are some of the causes of colon cancer. It's rotting food in the stomach lineries. So we keep putting pressure, pressure. Someone says, I need to eat very heavy in the day. Then I clear the day. Don't <laughs> eat what you can. Listen, listen to your stomach when you are eating. When you get full, hold on. When you are feeling hungry again, then you eat it in bits. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, overeating. Ah, you can't wake up at dawn of break. So manage the intake of your food. If you love food, you can be a man of prayer, I'm telling you. I fast four to five times a week. We finish service on Sunday. Monday is fasting. Tuesday is fasting. Wednesday is fasting. Because Thursday is all night. I eat once a day. Once a day. Then I wake up and don't pray from 12 to 6, sometimes 12 to 7. Every Thursday. Friday is a 24-hour fast. I fast the whole day into the next morning. I eat after 8 o'clock. AM. Food overeating. Be careful. So most of the things that have affected the young generation that are coming up to come and take the mantle is food. The devil is just using food. We just love food. And we think now we can't live without food. It's a lie. It takes a normal human being to live 55 days without food before you die. So that six to two fasting you are doing is like, hey, you look at your head. Six to six fasting is as though it's as though the whole world has turned against you. Then you are just walking more brother like this. What's wrong with you? Pastor, pastor. Six to six. You can live 55 days without food. The most important thing in life is no food. There are four of them. The first one is not even food. The first one is water. Without water by seven, eight days, you should die. So if, sorry, the first one is breath. That's the first thing. 
You want to know how? Choke your nose. And let's see how long you're going to. That's the first one. The second is water. That one's after eight, nine days. The third one is not even food. The third one is sleep. Deny a man of sleep for close to five days. He will die. Then the fourth one is food. 55 days. You can live without food. So six to six fasting, you're complaining. How can you do three days? When I was doing the 40 days, every Sunday I do two services. Every Friday I do evening meeting and all night. On 40 days. Only on water and coconut. So it's a lie. It's like you have programmed your mind that you can't live without food. So that thing is the thing that is killing you. You can live without it. Tell somebody you can live without it. Every minister of God must make fasting his friend. I'm telling you this, the truth. If you don't make fasting your friend, forget about making impact in ministry. It's a waste of time. There is no single man in history of the Bible, in our current history, and in our time today, whoever made any indelible impact without fasting and praying. I'm telling you. Oh, I know you want your church to grow or your ministry to grow. But I said, should I tell them? Okay. You know, sometimes you go and get long list of books on church growth. It's good though. But I'm telling you, if you don't pray, no church growth principle will work. The first thing is prayer. Pray. Pray, it will grow. Pray. That's what the late church did. Acts two forty two. Pray. Pray. When the church grows, that's when you can use church growth principles. Some of the principles that we have been seeing, you apply everything, you get more problem. As a pastor, if you want the church to grow, make sure Sunday morning you're there early, stand at the gate, greet everybody. The day I came to greet people, that's the day people didn't come. <laughs> the day I came to greet and welcome people, that was the day people didn't come. <laughs> it's not bad though. I do it occasionally. But pray, tell someone, pray. Hey! Number two, oversleeping. Let me brush it quickly. Number two, oversleeping. Proverbs 2013. Hmm. <laughs> I wish I had time to explain, but because of our time. Number three, impureness and uncleanness. Impureness. Impureness. Impureness and uncleanness. There are some movies you have to stop watching. You know? 
I'm telling you, decide. One of the movies is Spartacus. You will never be the same again. Eh? It will cloud and defy your heart. You'll be praying, Spartacus. It will be in your memory. Some of the kissing movies that we have been watching, extreme sex. There's, I'm told there's one that has come. It's called Sex Life. You saw the title of the season movie, Sex Life, and you want to try it and see. <laughs> yeah, and you are single. Ah. In a single room. Ah. <laughs> Why are you looking for trouble for yourself now? There's no woman to quench the fire. So, why do you want to start the fire? <laughs> Tell someone, kill the fire now. You'll just be burning for nothing. Eh? And people respect you. They know you're a brain guy. But what's she asking? <laughs> and they're calling you a great man. Great. You know you're not great. <laughs> What you know? Because those movies will now start leading you gradually. They'll be drawing you closer. You finish watching episode one, and now when you so tell your time is like Adam and Eve, you have eaten the apple. <laughs> then you go to episode two, episode three, episode four. Now you start watching that midnight. Now if you award them, are you looking for trouble for yourself? When your heart and your soul begins to get corrupted eh? it's going to affect your prayer life it's one of the things that is killing your prayer life check it, if you start watching sexy movies and those kind of, check it anytime you are praying it's like you don't have confidence B. the only thing you can say is that I'm no condemnation to them oh, no condemnation so I'll show Tia original Number four, bad atmosphere. Truth is, if you are among prayer weaklings, you become weak in prayer. You become the atmosphere that fellowships with you. I'm telling you the truth. Hey, find some of your friends who pray and love fasting. Organize some fasting meeting. Fraser, you and um, Frederick, you are friends. Organize fasting meeting. That this time, let's go to uh, Anglican prayer retreat. That's where I do my prayer meeting, my uh, retreats. I go there two, three days. I have a pastor friend. Sometimes I go with him. Then we pray. Find people who talk about prayer. Find people who love prayer. Find people who love fasting. Partner with them. Check what's going to happen to your prayer life. Something will change. Organize. Don't wait for church to call for a prayer meeting. Come to the church auditorium. Come and pray with friends. Don't be around gossips. People who say bad things about pastors and you're amongst them. People who gossip, people who don't care about God, people who love worldly things. There are pastors who love worldly things. 
They follow every Champions League fixture. Let's continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Someone was like, when I said it, now it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say Champions League. There are some pastors who love entertainment more than ordinary church members. I was told of one pastor like that. He's dead. He will <laughs> faster than my church members. No, I'm not part of his. I'm a bearer. no chatty. You see, tea mu pipa. When the I'm a bearer, he said, Charlie, now only be. He said, Pastor, you're faster. Come, come. No, I'm mixing tea, Nibia, man. No, I You think you are doing someone? Ah, continue. So the atmosphere you involve yourself in is difficult to pray. So when you find people who help you to pray, be around them. Every month, make sure there's a kind of retreat. I have personal retreat at home. I tell my wife that, baby, I'm begging you, take care of the child. No one should disturb me in the room. And I'll be there. The whole day, tiring, reading the Bible, chewing the Bible, studying books, Hey, I read. You must read. Every pastor must have a library. If you're a pastor, your books currently, if it's not up to 50. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. If you're a pastor sitting here and your book is not up to 50, upgrade it. Upgrade it. Buy books. Buy books. Some of the books may not be relevant to you now. Buy them. Don't say you were called to prayer. So you are a man of prayer. So you only have book on prayer. Oh, you end up in prayer. <laughs> you have to, you are preparing for ministry. You have to buy, uh, uh, you know this, what's the name of this ministerial manual? Yeah, ministerial manual. Which has uh, death and birth, uh, uh, doing adoring. Buy those things. Steady it. Steady wide as a man of God. Or someone who wants to do ministry. Steady wide. Steady about doctrine. Steady about heresies. Montanism, study it. Gnosticism, study it. One day, one stubborn church more enter your church. Oh, sorry, man of God. And now be the end. But when first doctrine is spreading, you know the truth. You can call him. You have studied the thing. Say, hey, my friend, sit down, sit down. Then you educate him. Study wide. Never be an ignorant man of God. Me, that's what I hate. I hate to go and hear something I've not heard before. And the moment I hear it, I go back to go and study it. I just don't like it when I'm ignorant. If you are okay being ignorant, then you have a problem. Praise God. Buy books. Share. Let's continue. Number five, poor feeding of the inner man. Poor feeding of the inner man. Listen to sermons 
heard one man of God say that he since he got born again, the only material he has always read is the Bible. And I looked at him and I said in my mind, you're a dangerous man. We are not self-made. There are some people who have done a laborious work who instead tap into their brains. Tap into their brains. Hey! There are deep people who go look for the old people. I'll be sending you all. Uh, if you, have, you don't have your number, they get your number. They will send you all the, the books that you saw on Facebook. We'll send you all the books. People have written books. A.W. Pink. Hey! John MacArthur. The man who wrote Respectable Sins, what's his name? Jerry Bridges. You read these people and you are like, hey, you don't know anything. Buy books. Every week, buy books. Every week, buy books. The only book on your shelf is delivered from the kingdom of darkness. <laughs> That's why you are dark. That's just by the way. Buy books. Hey, aggressive reader. So whatever you want to gain mastery, spend time with it. It took me one year to break away from the limitation of prayer. One year, I studied every popular man of God I heard who has written a book on prayer. Unless I don't hear it, I am so hungry. I'll go and look for the book everywhere. I heard one of my man of God preach. He said he read the book. The title was, was Why Revival Tarries by Leonard Ravenhill. I went to look for that book. You remember? I, I said, wherever it is, get it for me. No matter the amount I buy it. Why Revival Tarries? Hey! Buy books. Feed your spirit, man. Listen to videotapes of other men of God. There's one man, if I want to pray, I listen to him. His name is Apostle Arome. When you watch that man, you feel that you are not called. No, we, are, we must not be big as men of God. Though. Me, I'm nobody. Though. I'm nobody, so I don't fear to acknowledge anybody that's blessing me. As for Apostle Oropo, when you listen to that man, They will charge you, challenge you. Watch videos of men. Learn from people. Buy sermons. Hey, this is thing called ministry. You will buy, buy, buy. When I was on campus, I was giving 50 Ghana CDs those times. By the time I come back to the hostel from Circle, I'm left with five CDs. Books. I didn't know the principles of maintenance. Someone will come, man of God. Please let me borrow your book. Let me borrow your book. Before I realized, I had only 10 books left. So right now, nobody borrows any of my book unless I'm led by the Spirit to give it to you. <laughs> I am very frugal with giving it books. Number six, last but not the least, worry and anxiety. Worry and anxiety. It's a sign of unbelief. So that even destroys your prayer in the first place. Philippians 4, the verse 5, 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing but in all things by prayer. 
When you keep getting moody, it's like every time you are sad, problems. You know there are people when you're around them, everything they say is negative. Have you been around people like that? It's always well, always well, low. Always well, low. But then it's a whole page. Always worrying. Always like, you don't even, you go and pray. The same thing you prayed about. When you finish, you say, hmm, we have prayed though, but you don't even believe your prayer. You kill your prayer life. Amen? Finally, excessive pleasure. That's addiction to television, phone, social media, boyfriend, girlfriend. Hey. You have a call. And I do it there, no? You just manage it. At least use some for prayer meetings. I'm not saying don't talk because talking there is. <laughs> Excessive pleasure. Are you blessed? Yes, sir.